Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome to episode 6 of Are We Live? Uh, this is a travel tale. Hopefully I'll be doing a little more of these uh, stories for my travels uh, in the near future. This one comes from Jaipur, India. Uh, hope you all enjoy. Alright, check it out. Are We Live? Hey, what's up everybody? Sorry, I was getting my uh, Anchor app going there. Just uh, recording on the Anchor app so I can upload the podcast later. But if you're checking it out on YouTube, we are live. Who knows? Maybe someone will tune in. Um, yeah, so what do I want to talk about? Well, I had this idea to kind of do like a travel tale. Um, was going to do like Travel Tale Tuesdays or Travel Tale Thursdays or something corny like that. But um, I don't know. I'm just going to go with how I'm feeling, um, felt like doing it now, so I'm gonna do it now, next week, who knows, might be on a Monday, I don't know, it's just gonna be free-flowing, I don't wanna get, stick to a certain schedule on Tuesday, I gotta do this, or on Thursday, I gotta do that, you know, um, I don't wanna be confined to that, let's go a little bit closer here, yeah, that's a little better, lighting in here is weird, whatever, yeah, so um, for my first Travel Tale podcast, I wanted to kind of get into the time I went to India. Um, this was in, goodness, what year? 2016, I believe. What year is it now? 2019? So yeah, it had to be then. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, February of 2016, I believe. I got my journal. I wrote in the journal the whole time I was there. Filled this bad boy up pretty much the whole time I was there. I was there for about a month. Um, I'm not going to kind of go through everything that I did in India because that would be a really long podcast. Um, so I'm just going to kind of pick different stories throughout my travels and kind of talk about it. Um, and today it's going to be from India. Um, so yeah, like I said, I went there in 2016, um, this particular story is from a town called, uh, Jaipur, um, Jaipur is kind of central India, central north, I would say, um, Let's see, I'm going to pull up a little bit of history here on that city. I used to know the history of India, like, really, really well. I delved into it pretty hardcore there for a little while, but it's been a minute. Um, yeah, so, let's see, I'm going to pull up a map here. Zoom out. Yeah, I should be able to show you here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean it's kind of uh, central, central North India, I would say, in Rajasthan. Um, let's see, Jaipur, India. First of all, India is a gnarly place. If you ever go. Hold your breath because it's freaking crazy, man. The population of people, um, 
just crowded everywhere until you get up in the Himalayans. Um, and then it kind of thins out a little bit. But it's just everywhere you go. And especially if you're a white person, um, you just get stared at all the time. You just get used to it. I mean, it's something you got to deal with. I was sitting there um, reading a guidebook and I looked up and I had four people just staring at me like real close. Um, yeah, it was kind of weird at first, but then after a while you just kind of accept it and get used to it. Um, but yeah, let's see. So Jaipur is um, like southwest of New Delhi and due west of Agra. Agra is where the Taj Mahal is. Um, yeah, I mean, I would call it in the center, but northern, like I was saying. It's pretty far inland. Uh, let's see, pull up a little bit of history here. Yeah, Jaipur is a cool city, man. It's, um, Rajasthan, where the Rajputs were. A lot of history. Old, 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 old. Uh, as the capital of India's Rajasthan state, it evokes the royal family that once ruled the region and that in 1727 founded what is now called the Old City, or Pink City, for its trademark building color. At the center of its stately street grid, notably in India, stands the opulent colonnade. I don't know what that word is. Whatever. It's the city palace complex. Um, yeah, that's all cool and everything. <clears throat> yeah, just a really old city. Um, the whole thing is kind of gridded out within the walls. So the city now is much bigger than what it was. Um, there's a, There are walls that go around the original city structure. And within there, um, the, all the streets are grid-like, you know, so very grid, grid-like. Um, streets going northwest, east, south. Uh, I believe it was the first city in India to kind of be designed like that. Um but it's uh it was a pretty fascinating place uh let's see <clears throat> yeah anyways that's where the story is going to kind of take place um so geographically you can kind of understand where i was at um but yeah let's see i'll get into it here so I had gotten to Jaipur. I think I had spent a little time there before this kind of happened. Um, I don't remember what I was doing kind of the day before the day of. Let's see, I'm going to break out my journal here. See if I can remember. Man, India was crazy. Long train rides, don't expect train rides to be what they are presented as. If it says three hours, it could be five hours. Uh, let's see. Ah, yes. It's got to be getting close here. Probably should have found this in my journal before I started the podcast, but... Oh, well. Uh, let's see, let's see. Man, this is a long journal. I really went to town on this thing. Mm 
Let's see. Uh, let's see. So yeah, I was basically wandering the streets um, in Jaipur. And I... Yeah, here we go. This has got to be it. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, so it looks like I just kind of went out wandering, which the best day is traveling or when you just walk out the door and see what happens. Um, so yeah, I went walking down these streets, uh, kind of through the bazaars and the markets and on the main streets and it was filled with, you know, everything that I'd kind of seen before and I kind of wanted to just see what else was in the city. So I just kind of took a left turn down a back alley street kind of, um, I didn't really see any other tourists around. Uh, I was pretty much the only white person wandering these parts of the streets, um, so yeah, I kind of just started mazing my way through, passing all kinds of people and ox pulling carts and that kind of thing. Um, in India, there's a lot of garbage on the streets. It's kind of unfortunate, but it's just a part of it. And um, so I was wandering through these garbage patches and um, eventually found my way in this kind of back alley uh, where it seemed like some families were hanging out. The men were on one side of the street. The women were on the other side of the street sitting on their porches. Um, and in the middle, in the middle of the street, a bunch of little kids were playing cricket. You know, they were bowling and batting and they were just having a really good time. So I decided to see if I could join in on the fun. Um, so I grabbed the ball and I bowled a few balls um, with the kids there and they just lit up, man. They were so stoked. They're so stoked, like, I don't know, I don't know if it was because, like, an adult was playing ball with them, or it's because, like, I'm this six-foot-two white guy with a goofy hat on, you know, they've probably never seen anything like that, so it was really cool to see, but, um, yeah, they just lit up, man, and uh, for a while I played with them, and the, the women seemed to be loving it, they were smiling and laughing, and the men were a little more hesitant. I don't know if that's just a cultural thing. They weren't really like showing the emotion that the women were. Um, but I kind of got a feeling that I wasn't like exactly wanted there by the men. But they could have all just been in my head. I don't, I don't really have any idea, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I, I hung out with them for a little while longer. And then it was time to leave. You know, I just felt like I had time to wander on. Um, so I went back, kind of followed my tracks and the story really gets interesting whenever I'm just about back onto the main street. Um, I'm walking towards the main street, just like maybe a block or so. And there's a man sitting up kind of on a, um, ledge, uh, by his house and he starts speaking to me in English. I don't remember exactly what he was saying, but. I think maybe it was something along the lines like, hey, come talk with me, hang out, you know. Um, I was a uh, little hesitant at first just because, you know, I'm in this foreign land. And, and honestly, I thought maybe he was going to try to get me to buy something. And I just didn't really want to deal with that at the moment. And so 
kind of kept walking and he shouted to me again something like no no it's okay it's okay come talk come talk so I was like oh what the heck it was still kind of early in the day um probably mid-afternoon to two three o'clock so I thought oh what the heck I'll come I'll go sit with him so I sat with him and I ended up talking to him for probably two hours and hanging out um I mean he told me all, all about his life and how he was a um let's see I've got it here. Mm, let's see. <laughs> yeah, we talked about all kinds of stuff, man. The Indian, let's see, I've got it here. We talked about Indian and U.S. culture, his job as a safety manager in the oil fields in Abu Dhabi. And we talked about U.S. politics. Um, this was at a time when, this was right before Trump was being elected. So um, I was being asked about that all the time by, by foreigners, not only from India, but from all over the world. Uh, so that was an interesting conversation. Uh, he raved about Abu Dhabi. He's like, go to Abu Dhabi. If you get a chance, go there. Um, he said, it's just an incredible place. But yeah, his his time his work was over there for the little while, um, so he was back home in India with his family, um, who ended up actually getting to meet and hang out with. Uh, after probably two hours of conversation with him, we um, his his children and uh, nieces and nephews began to make their way over and hang out with us. Um, that was a lot of fun. I got to meet his son um, and his daughter. His son was going to an American or an English-speaking school, and his daughter was just going to regular Indian school. Um, I mean, in their traditional, their their pretty traditional culture. Um, his family were uh, Muslim Muslim culture, and um, you know the women are basically going to be housewives pretty much um in his estimation how that's changed and it's continuing to change i don't know um it's been three or four years since i was over here three years i guess so that um aspiration for his daughter may have changed and she may have you know decided that's not what she wants to do and i, I mean i don't know i don't know how it works i don't know how it's going to change i'm sure it is changing um but in that moment, that's what he had kind of explained to me, that his son was, was going to go to the English-speaking school and hopefully go get a job doing something, and his daughter was probably going to just marry and become a housewife. Um, so, yeah, I got to meet his children, and then um, from there, um, they they took me inside, the children did, and the nieces and nephews, and um, in India, the, the, it's multi-generational homes, you know, you're all living with your aunts and your uncles and your uh, parents and your grandparents and your nieces and, and you know, everyone's kind of living under the same roof. And so they, they build their buildings, these concrete, you know, blocks, and then um, whenever they need a new one, they just build another one on top of it. And so you go up to the roof and there's like rebar sticking out of the top, basically, in case they need to build a new one, the frame's already there, they don't ever really cap it off. At least that's what this family had done. Um, and so they, they, the, the kids kind of took me um, into, the, into the home, and we went up a couple flights of stairs up to their level of the house. Um, and I hung out with the, the little boy and, and his sister for quite a while, and um, 
They took me up to the roof. We ended up playing a little cricket on the roof, which was really cool. Um, it was fun, you know, and like we got up there and the, um, the sun was still up. So the sky was beautiful and you could see across the different rooftops. Um, and there's just, it's so lively, you know, there's people everywhere. And so you look across the one rooftop and there was uh, all these little kids waving at me and yelling, hello, hello, hi, and waving and all happy. And they'd get stoked when I'd wave back to them. And I was just, it was pretty neat, but they were really stoked to see a foreigner, you know, just hanging out with the Indian family. And, um, and then on another rooftop, there were a few probably teenage kids, and um, they were really excited to see me as well, um, as I was excited to see them. But, um, yeah, then, goodness, um, played a little cricket up there. Um Oh, and then, let's see, I don't know what time, but, um, well, first of all, you could see um, the, the one of the forts up on the hill from the city that used to protect um, the royal family would be in the fort up on the hill, and they could overwatch the city, so you could see that up on the hill, that was pretty spectacular, and then um, as you looked out, it was just building after building after building at their home, um, and you could see the walls of the old city, which was pretty cool. So you could kind of see what, where this the city had stopped at one point, and then outside of those walls used to just be nothing. Um, now it's built up as the city has gotten bigger. But it was just fun to stand up there and imagine, you know, what it had looked like back in the days of the kings. And um, so that was really neat. And and another thing that. I found very interesting and, and very cool was you could look out and you could see uh, a Hindu temple, a Muslim um, mosque, and then, you know, over to the other side was a Christian church. And that's very, very common in India is to see all these, a few different religions all being tolerated within the same city. Um, and you don't really think Christian as being one of the faiths, but it's there, and it's, it was pretty neat to see all three kind of thriving all together harmoniously. Um, but then later on in the evening, a call to prayer happens for the Muslims, and in a call to prayer, it happens multiple times a day, but the loudspeakers come on, like microphones over the city, so no matter where you're at, you can hear this call to prayer, and it's... Um, you know, they say Alu Akbar, but it's very like Alu Akbar, and they say it many times, and and it's kind of, um, at first, kind of daunting, you know, you don't really know what's going on, but after a while, you understand what it is, and, and it's pretty, um, it's pretty cool, and it makes you kind of stop and pause whatever you're doing, and kind of reflect on, on what your day has been, um, no matter your face, so that that was pretty cool to to witness from the top from a rooftop with these kids, and they all kind of stopped and said, "No, we can't, we can't speak or write at that time." They're actually writing in my notebook at that time. They're writing their names in arrow in um in their native tongue, and they wrote my name as well, which is pretty cool. I'll show you this if you're watching the video. It's pretty neat. Um, but yeah, it was it was a pretty cool experience to be on top of that rooftop of the 
at that at that time, um, and then you know stood up there and watched the sunset, which was pretty magical set right behind the city. And um, as it became darker, we decided to go inside, and I sat in the room with them and watched um, different cartoons that they liked. Um, can't remember it was it was a lot of I think it was Hindu driven cartoons. It was pretty pretty interesting. I don't remember the details of them, but I didn't understand a word that was being said, but it was still interesting. Um, and then, yeah, the dad came back and uh, came inside and we sat and talked quite a long while about, um, well, no, that was the next day. I think that night, yeah, the night, that night they, they fed me, um, and I enjoyed some food with them and, and, and the, the dad just really, he talked about how in the Muslim faith, it's if they have a visitor or a tourist, or um, it's as if it's a gift sent from God, and they must be treated as such. And so they they treated me very very well. Um, and uh, you know, I was there for I don't know, probably half a day. Um, yeah, when it was time for me to leave, it was starting to get late, and I wanted to get back and get some rest. Um, the little boy did not want me to leave. He he was really want me to hang out some more. Um, and I told him I'd I'd come back the next day and I'd see him. Um, I had to go. I was going on a tour all day the next day. But in the evening I would come see him after he got off of school. And um, he was really disappointed to see me go. But I told him, don't worry, I'll be back. I'll be back. And I didn't want to let him down. Um, but on my way out, the the um, the dad wanted to introduce me to his his father um, and his mother and so there was a separate little room where his father had had been laying um, for quite a while he had suffered some injury and was paralyzed on the entire right side of his body so he was kind of not doing very well at all and so I got to go in and and sit with him for a little while and not much English was spoken you know but there was still a um, a really cool sense of um, I don't even know how to say it. Connection, I think it was. Yeah, it was a sense of connection with each other. You know, even though no, no, that language barrier was there. Um, so that was pretty neat. But uh, he just told me he wanted to pray with me, and so I held his hand and, and we prayed for a moment, and and then he, he you know. He gave me the sign of the cross, um, assuming that I was, you know, Catholic or Christian, um, and that was that was pretty powerful, you know. It's like coming from this Muslim man, acknowledging my, you know, background, and for him to do that really opened up my eyes, you know, to to the idea that um, these faiths can can live together and live amongst one another um, if, if navigated properly. Um, so that was pretty cool to, to share that moment with him. And I mean, I don't know if he's still around. I, don't, I mean, it's been three years, so he was in pretty rough shape then. So it was an honor and a pleasure to meet him um, and his wife, uh, who's a very strong woman, I could tell. But... Um, yeah, so from there, uh, 
I headed out and um, just went back to my to my hotel and um, reminded the, the the little boy that I would be back. Uh, and then the next day, I uh, went on on my tour. It was an all day thing. Um, I had the bus actually drop me off back close to where um, the home was, and I and I told the little boy I would bring him. Um, some balls for 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 his cricket matches, so I stopped at the um, little store there and I picked up some of those and some chocolates and candies for the little kids as well. Um, and then I had the most difficult time finding the house. I was it was getting late, um, you know. Sky was get, it was dark by then, and and I'm sure the the kid was starting to wonder if I was actually going to turn up, you know, and and. I could just feel, feel his angst, um, and, and almost a little bit of sadness because I had made this promise, and, and you know, I'd, it was starting to get late, and he probably was wondering if I was ever going to make it back, and that, that was starting to hurt me a little bit. So I was determined to find this place, and I went down so many different streets, up and down, and and asking people. Um, I had gotten the address before I left the day before, and I was just asking everyone if they knew where it was, and I just couldn't find it. And, and eventually, I, I went down the last street within the city, and and there it was. I mean, it, I don't know why I didn't choose that street, but finally I had found it, and sure enough, I was able to, to give him the cricket balls and, and the, the candy and chocolates and things. and um, That was a pretty cool, pretty cool moment. He really enjoyed that. But... Um, yeah, it was it was just, it was pretty special. So I I sat and and talked with um, the dad for quite a while. Again, um, that time we talked about religion and the Muslim faith and the Christian faith and just the core of all faiths and how um, a lot of the similarities are there, but we just tend to focus on the differences. And um, he agreed. And that that was it was a lot of fun to kind of sit with him and talk about that. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a journey that those two days, there was a lot packed into it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. I, I sat for a while again and when it was finally time to leave, it was kind of emotional. And, um, he told me, you know, the, 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 the father told me that they were my Indian family and that if I ever go back, I have to come see them. So, and, and having gone there, I, I feel like I could, I could navigate my way back to their home. Um, I really do. I think I could get there by heart and go right up to the home and see what was happening. If they would remember me, I don't know. But, um, yeah, if I ever go back, it would be cool to see if they were there. But it's those type of, uh, experiences that, I love when traveling. Those are the most authentic experiences. Um, that's what I seek. That's what I look for whenever I'm out there wandering around. You know, the tours and the history, I love it. But really getting down into the the actual societal culture and the family and really seeing how other people live their day-to-day, that's, that's, that's incredible. So, yeah, that's my little travel tale. Um... That's this week's travel tale. Um, I've got notebooks full of other ones, so I'll sit down and try to 
figure one out for the next time. And I'm sure these stories are going to get better and better as I do this more often. Excuse me. That was a little choppy, but um, I've only I only writ, wrote my journal, so I'm trying to recall from memory and whatever I wrote to keep some notes. Um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the little my little story and the little delve into Jaipur and um, yeah. Let's see if I have anything else to say. Um, not really. You know, when it's over, it's over. I suppose no need to force more. Alright y'all, thanks for listening, um, keep an ear out, uh, hopefully we'll be doing more of these soon, uh, if you're listening, you can go check out the podcast on YouTube, uh, this is the first live stream, so if you want to watch me stumble through my story in video form, see my goofy head bobbing around and me rocking in my chair, and I just got blank walls behind me, it's really nothing fun to look at, but if you want to check it out, check it out. Hopefully they'll get better in the future. I'm just kind of organically doing this, you know. I'm not trying to overproduce or whatever. I'm just sitting in a chair talking into a microphone. Basically, if someone walked by, they'd probably think I was talking to myself. But uh, I guess I am at the moment. No one's listening. <laughs> but I'm talking to a future audience. So hopefully that audience grows. If not, oh well. I've enjoyed doing this anyways. It's not why I'm doing it. I'm just doing it to do it and see where it takes me and see where it goes and um yeah that's all for now all right take it easy peace well if you're looking for the live stream on youtube the recorded video of it you won't find it for some reason it didn't save or something i don't know so if you go looking for it, don't, because you won't find it. Save yourself the time. Just go listen to another podcast. Later.